0: welcome back to Applied Anime. I'm Dodo Ballet.
1: And I'm Fayon.
0: Join us as we jump in the deep end and dissect our favorite shows. As always, we want to hear from you. Our podcast is hosted on listen.appliedanime.com. Our website is appliedanime.com. You can join our discord from the homepage of that website or follow us on Twitter at twitter.appliedanime.com.
1: In this week's episode, we have no spoiler alerts, but we have a content warning for attempted murder, sexual harassment, and stalking.
0: So Feon, what are we discussing today?
1: Today's topic is J pop and K-pop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're here to invite two special guests, actually, for this week's conversation about j-pop and k-pop personally i'm more of a j-pop fan myself so we brought in our friend hey you who has been on the k-pop scene for quite a while welcome
2: sup guys it's hey
1: (laughs) and we also have a second guest that you guys should know by now since she's been on for a few shows can i just say hi hi (laughs) also known as lynn yes so for today's conversation I think we're going to dabble a little bit in like kind of understanding K-pop because I think right now we're in a weird state where people who like K-pop also like anime, which wasn't a real thing when, I don't know, when I was growing up on anime, which is like about 10 years ago. And I don't think it was a thing for Hey You who started K-pop about also about 10 years ago. Like they were kind of divided, honestly, it felt like. Do you agree? Yeah, for
2: me getting into the K-pop scene, It was really hard at the beginning to find anything Japanese related, uh, unlike it is now. So like, for example, some of the groups that I got into had Japanese like songs, but there was always a distinction, like a bigger distinction between
1: the K-pop, what they released in K-pop and what they released in Mm J-pop. Unlike the kind of tensions between the two countries anyway, because Korea and Japan don't really like each other. like. <laughs> I don't know how, but um, I feel like <laughs> the K-pop fan bases in America. I don't know if they felt that tension or like there was still that divide. Like I remember the first K-pop song I really like got into was Fantastic Baby by Big Bang. Yes. Wow. Fantastic baby dance. I
3: wanna feel, 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 feel dance. Fantastic Baby dance.
1: there was a good amv to it and i couldn't stop watching amv being anime music video which is when people take a song and they edit it to like the music and like fun stuff you should look up some um anyway my anime senpai at the time um when i told her that i was getting into this song was like no stop you can't like k-pop and i was like but why it's like catchy and she was just like no so for years after that, I actually didn't get into K-pop because I was like, when K-pop, you hear it, you say no. <laughs> and then I met Lynn, who I wanted to befriend. So I tried to memorize all the faces of the BTS guys, which took way too long. But I finally know them, guys. It's okay.
2: <laughs> Only seven members, though. It's not that hard.
1: <laughs> it's hard when you're not used to like them all having seven different hair colors or styles.
2: Oh, yeah. And K-pop never learn a guy by his hair or a girl by her hair. Never mm-hmm. do that. That's like. But number we'll two. you do. can.
1: Because I never <laughs> change it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no. G-Dragon, for example, from Big Bang, who did Fantastic Baby. He was back in the day when it was like the heyday for B- Big Bang. Like legitimately every two weeks he would change his hair. Every mm-hmm. two weeks. He hated it. And then he went into the military, like, recently. And I'm like, you had to shave your head, bro. <laughs> While
1: we're on that topic, though, I think it is important to- for people to realize that in Korea, they have to go to the army after a certain amount of time for males. So that's that affects male male boy groups a lot, I feel like, in K-pop. Minus the new law coming out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And <laughs> I have special feelings about that. In Korea, every... um able-bodied man from like 18 to about 28 has to go in for at least um well it's usually now 20 to 24 months mandatory military service and so in terms of being in a k-pop group that's why a lot of the time the the they're getting younger when they debut
3: Mm. oh
2: I know, for example, like back in two thousand eight, Taman from Shiny was uh, about fourteen or fifteen when he debuted, and then back in two thousand three, when uh, TVXQ debuted, Changmin was only—I think he was only about fourteen or fifteen, also. But nowadays, like you get people who are like twelve that will debut, and it's because they want to get. I mean, of course, they have to listen to the rules where they're not allowed to be out past ten until they get to legal age, but um which is really funny when it comes to award shows. But yeah, so that's why they start, so that they can get the most out of the males. The females, they can also debut early, like real early. But a lot of the time, it's, they have a little more leeway with, with the age that they debut in because uh, they don't have to go into the military. Um, they did change it, though, a little bit with BTS. from um, So for from what I gather... They changed it to where like they don't have to go into until they're 30, which what I the the document that I read about it, it's it only pertained to BTS and that bugs me so much because BTS, yes, they're worldwide famous, cool, that's and they have a Grammy nomination and everything like that, but they're not any different from any other group. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just got lucky and got famous in America. I don't know if there if you're gonna have a law that if you're gonna specifically change the law for one then you have to specifically change the law for all and it bugs me that Korea is not doing that they're showing favoritism and it ugh, I don't like it
1: it was because of some award from the president or something right that like protects
2: them yeah so there is I can't remember what it's called right now but there's a, an award that is given to certain um either individuals or groups I think BTS was the first group to get it but um it's like a merit award where if you get it, you're expanding the Korean status a worldwide, like internationally. So you don't have to necessarily go into the military if you're a male. And like Olympic gold medalists have it. There's, I think, a couple, maybe a couple singers that have it and, and things like that. But it's like if you have it, you don't have to necessarily go into the military which in my opinion it's a patriotic duty that every korean male has to do and so chances are bts is going to go in anyway but it just makes me angry that they have not out like that and they're the only ones that have not out like that you know
1: what i mean well especially with like how much influence you kind of feel with k-pop pushing into america currently too like Monster x for example like they've had an entire album out in english now right i think
2: yes it's called all about love
1: it has all the bangers y'all should listen <laughs> I wanted Lin to be here because I think with the knowledge that Hey you knows, it's mainly about male Korean idols. Not as, She doesn't listen to as many female Korean idols, which I get. I don't listen to male Korean idols as much, and I also don't listen to male Japanese idols. Which is why Lin's here, because she is the guru on male idols in Japan. Which we were having actually a kind of a conversation um, since I asked her yesterday to suggest me a male idol show, because, <laughs> guys, I've never watched one, because I <laughs> suck. Um, as an example, to like kind of get a little bit more in-depth information about kind of male Japanese idols in the anime sense, you know, it's, a, it's not exactly the same as real J-pop idols that are male, which I feel like you also don't really... I don't hear a lot about them, but apparently there's some popular ones. I was watching a YouTube video actually about like the top 10 Japanese fandoms for like idol groups. And I was really surprised to see Araishi on there because like Araishi is one of the first. Arashi? Arashi, yeah. That one. When I was doing like research back in the day on J-pop, like Araishi was very much like the- one of the first, I don't know, big things for it. I guess when I looked it up a while ago. And I was surprised that they still have like a huge fan base since they're, you know, probably pretty old by now. And, like, I think that it's interesting to see with, at least when we talked about female idols back in the day, at, like, what, 18, they become expired. But, like, considering that Araishi's been around for so long, they're clearly, you know, older than 18 right now. Um, And just seeing kind of the contrast between
3: that. Technically, nowadays, with male idol anime, the voice actors technically are male idols because they perform live for like huge places and it's kind of crazy. So I don't really know much about like before like solely just male J-pop groups. But yeah. Seon said something about like how in
2: J-pop when girls hit 18 they're quote unquote expired, I guess. But I think that's just a double standard in general for like J-pop and K-pop, because I think a lot of the time men are more marketable, maybe. Um, So it's not hitting a stereotype where women should be like, oh, you can have your fun when you're like uh, young or whatever. But like once you get old enough, you're supposed to have kids. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. And men don't have to do that necessarily. So I think maybe that's why Arashi is kind of more popular, maybe, than some of the girl groups but i don't know anything about japanese pop groups like that i don't know
3: i feel like guy groups are much more popular than girl groups just because it's more normal i guess for younger girls to like fan over dudes and there's a lot of young girls who want to fan over dudes but on the flip side some people might think it's like against uh, their masculinity to like like girl groups or whatever i don't yeah. know
0: so I guess in, in American pop, like we like we have this sort of same fangirl, fanboy dynamic, but the, the women who are pop stars here very often get like hypersexualized. And so like kind of what the, what you were saying, Lynn, makes me think of this as like if you're a guy, it's not like you listen to a woman who's a pop star. It would like challenge your masculinity. I'd say that critically, of course. It would challenge your mas- masculinity to, like, listen to Lady Gaga and enjoy it or whatever. Or listen to Beyonce and enjoy it. Um, but but you can still, like, enjoy them as sex objects. And that won't challenge your masculinity because that's totally fine, apparently. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that is also true in Korea or Japan. but
3: I feel like there's a lot of people that like male and female groups, though. Because... Mm. I mean, technically, I I like both. So, like, I listen to both female and male groups all the time. And I'm sure there's an increase in, like, how many people also are like that.
2: For me, I, I don't listen to a lot of girl groups, but I do listen to girl songs, like female songs. So, like, that's just how I am, but it took a long time because of that fangirl mentality where i'm like i'm a girl so i should fan over boys but um from what i've seen here in korea for like fangirl fanboy uh mentality the if you ever watch like like a show called like inkigayo or music bank or music core or something like that it's just like a a weekly um performance show and girls are performing like pre-covid oh my gosh there's so many like all you hear is the fan chants men everywhere <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and like it's really interesting to hear that because a lot of the time the the like the media won't cover the boys um who are fanboying over these girls but it's the, to me being an american it's a little bit creepy but i think that's just a that's just a like a stereotype that i have to get over with myself but like i don't know it's just an interesting kind of because all i hear like it's really funny to hear a group of guys kind of sing fan chants
1: <laughs> i i live that every day of my life when watching love live concerts um but, <laughs> but like i don't know adding into a little bit to what you guys were talking about with um males being into female idols if we go back to you know that tokyo idols um documentary we watched though too oh, creepy. you have the whole like the one the population difference of male to female in japan but also that whole like idea of uh these men feeling like they're almost empowering themselves by taking care of these younger women and so i remember having this conversation also with lynn yesterday about like with idols that are female right they can get to 18 in Japan and then they're considered expired mm. or whatever. But you can have these old men that are cheering from the cheering for them. Like it's the population of people usually cheering for them are like older men that are even up to like, I don't know, their their seventies maybe it looked like. I don't know. I'm really bad at judging age by looks. Maybe 60, but like cheering for little girls that are that are like
3: teens, which is kind of weird. There there like an ex-teacher Idol group in Idol Master Side M that I was like very surprised by because mm. you know they're like they used to be teachers so they're like in their 40s or something but they became male idols and I'm like this is this is okay <laughs> like, they, like this is like real life te-
1: like they're real <laughs> like were they still getting like 18 like little 14 year old girls cheering for hit them yeah
3: they performed at like a school that they used to work for
1: oh okay but yeah, no, this is an anime. Idol Master Side, um, which is the spin-off series so that of Idol is, Master.
2: When you're a teacher in Asia, that's not what you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, I don't know. I'm looking at the age right now. Yeah, so one of the people who's like in Arashi is 40 right now, and they're still producing music and like <gasps> performing. But like, it's okay for it's okay for 14 year old girls to look up to older men like this like it's okay in anime too like if you look at blend s too like the main girl is in high school and he's like maybe in his late 20s early 30s it looks like or even if he was in his 20s like that's such a big age gap to be like oh yeah this is okay because she's still a child but he's like a working adult that owns a restaurant but we still ship this for some reason oh you ship it <laughs> i don't ship it i personally don't but like the show's trying to make you ship it. yeah and it's yeah. like i get that like because it's anime you can make characters not look as old as they are supposed to be like that's that's a very big thing like with lollies or even like you know other things like that but like you have to recognize that there is still like this this age gap and like are you trying to promote that it's okay for little girls to like older men that's kind of weird. Yeah, because
2: then then you get into the power dynamic sort of situation of that, and right. that's where it becomes awkward. Like, there's problems on both sides, I feel like, for this. Oh, yeah. In Korea, we have the the term is sasaeng. It takes the words fan, like the word for fan, and the word for stalker, and puts them together.
1: Oh. Because,
2: yeah, so, so for, there are many, many, many examples of fans going too far Mm -hmm. um for example this this is might get a little bit gross but um back in tvx's early days at one point one of them was given orange juice by a uh, what they considered to be a fan and he uh drank it and he ended up in the hospital because that fan was a Saisong but also an anti and um she put super glue in it and poisoned him and uh, the only reason he didn't press charges against her was because his little sister, who knew who she was. Another example, again with TVXQ, is that fans like Sussings would, which I don't want to equate fans with Sussings because I think they're different. But Sussings ended up writing in their minstrel um, blood letters to send to these men. Ah, uh, so that's awkward and gross, and it's like eh, don't do that. And then there's been lots of times when. I think twice at one point was followed by a saucing
0: and they <laughs> yeah.
2: and it was on a V live too. So they were really, whoever it was, I can't remember which girl. I think one of them might've been Momo, but um, she, they were terrified. You know what I mean? And then what's another, uh, and then a lot of people like super junior, for example, they caught a Sasang in their uh, dorm, trying to steal their underwear. And mm-hmm. EXO did the same thing. And I'm like, Oh guys, calm down. So like, I feel like that's the equivalent, maybe not the equivalent, but it's kind of on the same like vein as what that documentary was saying with like people in Japan, where it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, everybody knows about sasangs, everybody will refer to certain people as sasangs, even the media, but Mm -hmm. nobody does anything about it, it seems. So it's kind of normalized.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that we have a word like that in English now stan which comes from like it's a like you know it rhymes with fan but it's also that it's coming it from, from the m M&M. M&M yeah <laughs> about, about a crazy well a, fan? A, yeah, it's, yeah it's
2: literally soccer fan stan yeah. yeah
0: but we use that phrase in english now just to mean like it has an origin and it has that sort of connotation but we use it now at least as as slang to refer to someone who's just a really big fan of something.
2: Yeah, like a uh, Beyonce stan or a or a K pop stan or yeah things like that.
0: And I guess I I don't know how similar the connotation is for this Korean word if it has more of a negative connotation or not. But like oh. it's it's the same thing here where we're not taking it seriously or enough or I guess it's diffused in a way or
2: I think it's been reclaimed. In America. I think I think the I think Stan culture has reclaimed it for their own. Mm -hmm. But for Sasang's, personally, I think here in in Korea it's more of like a absolute negative, right? Because K-pop's the stand part, that's that's completely fine. Like you can be a K-pop stan. You you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. once you creep into Sasang territory, it's it's ridiculous. Like they're also called life or death fans, where they're extremely obsessed. They're the people who think that they're going to marry the idol or they're going to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've been called saseng, which I take great offense to because I don't I don't ever like I might like my idols and my biases and things like that, but I'm never I never will ever get with them. And I know that and I won't ever use my body as payment to a taxi driver to follow them around like they do in Seoul and I will never do anything. I just want them to be happy. You know what I mean? Like, if you go get married, go get married, bro. Just don't get married to a psycho who had your baby and now you got to deal with her for 18 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. But it's really easy to cross that line, too. Oh, yeah. Because you see it on the other side, too, with um, when you were talking about it with like like these 14 year old girls that are idols or 16 year old girls are followed by like their male fans. Wasn't there one about like uh, an attempted.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's. We we talked about it. I mean, there's this a stabbing because a guy like was able to stalk an idol by using the reflection of the subway, like in her oh glasses. Oh god! In like yeah. a picture. Um, I don't think we really need to talk about it again. We're though, not in going detail. to. I'm just
1: saying, like, I'm just referencing yeah. it. It's just, yeah, no, it's yeah. still like it's crazy. Like people get obsessed. I mean, like, there's there's a difference between being like excited and happy for like your group that they're doing well, and then there's like that there's that balance of expectations again. Because I love you so much, what are you going to give me in return? And some people, it's not enough to just have them win awards and have them make songs for them and like acknowledge them at fan meets. One of the things I thought was interesting, though, that I sent in the chat was this NPR article about... Because I was curious how K-pop had really been established. And I think it was a little misleading in the sense of this article said that K-pop came from J-pop a little bit because it was it was more so like it was a j-pop thing apparently that this one group to like get their their uh, idol group more popular is that they put them on like variety shows nowadays you know that's really common to like watch um your favorite idols do a really funny variety show whether it's like a random dance play or the whisper game but apparently back in the day before this it was seen as something that was like below idols to do Mm. but now right um after like doing that for the first time it really i think it i I really like that idea with idols too it was one of the things i really liked about k-pop because it felt like you could watch these videos and really get to know them um as people and see how like they react to certain situations and just get to know them beyond just like watching them sing and dance because if you watch any like i don't know you could be any k-pop groups like music video you're like oh my god they can dance and they can sing and it's so cool and then you watch them like try and catch toast in their mouth as it pops out of a toaster and you're like these guys are dorks like they are average humans <laughs>
2: watch them do like i remember back in the day super juniors one of the first variety shows that i've ever seen in my life it was called the exploration of the human body so basically they were doing like scientific quote-unquote scientific things about how to like what your body does and how it reacts to certain things and one of the things they did was laughing gas and it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life ever and i think that's one of the reasons why i like so fell in love with super junior when i first found them it's because i was like oh they i've i've had laughing gas because of like dental surgeries and i know how i deal with it and it's funny to watch them deal with it the same way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. except the one guy just got sleepy and it was really funny But um i think it might have started in japan but i think that korea really established it yeah i think japan had the prototype and then korea saw it and was like oh let's run with it but korea will never ever admit to that because they absolutely hate japan
0: i mean not for that reason
2: like completely justified
3: (laughs)
1: What makes K-pop specific in the context of pop versus like it just being like why is it not just pop music? I mean, the idea of K-pop itself is called K-pop because it's Korean pop. But Mm -hmm. why is K-pop different than like the average pop song you hear in america or why is the industry itself of k-pop different from just normal pop
2: i think there is there there's two prongs to that answer for me and one is that it's in korean which like i know that that's kind of an obvious answer but it's it's something that's different right so With BTS, for example, in America, they got famous because their songs are catchy, even in a language you don't understand. Plus, they have RM who speaks English fluently, so like he can sit there and be like, "Oh, we said this in Korean, and it means this in English." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then the other side is that how how K-pop is marketed. So, in my opinion, like I don't know about J-pop or whatever, and and to me, it might be a little bit in uh, American pop music too, but the way that Korean or K-pop is is uh, marketed is that these idols they're marketed to be your boyfriend or girlfriend they're marketed to be someone you can confide in and and things like that they're marketed Mm. to be a family for you which is how I got into it I didn't have a very good home life when I was sixteen and when I found K-pop it like provided a distraction but it also provided a stability that I didn't have and so. I think that's part of what makes K-pop K-pop, right? It's what it's part of what makes it unique to Korea is that the familiarity or not familiarity, the familial part of it, in my opinion. Hmm. And I th- like with obviously with like J-pop and things like that. I don't know. I don't know how that works out with them. I don't know how they're necessarily marketed or whatever, but I don't like it. I don't like that. I'm very critical of K-pop in the industry. I don't like that they're marketed that way. I think that they should be people first and human first before their idols, but there's still that family aspect, right? So that's how I feel about it.
3: To me, I feel like K pop is Korean solely because it is in Korean and it's made in Korea and they have their unique globalization. Because I'm not really into like J pop male idols other than like anime, because it's very hard to get things translated. <laughs> I don't know what's going on most of the time. I can't find videos of anything. So I have the anime, which is already translated, and then they have like these concerts to go with them, which are also translated. So, yeah.
1: You asked something about um, idolizing of in Japan, which I'd say they also do that kind of with Japanese idols, but it's almost taken to this... Higher extent of. They're also not allowed to date like Koreans are. But like, even with Koreans, it sounds like if they have a certain time limit in which they can start dating, where you don't get that in Japan, like, you're just not allowed to at all, like, ever, because you have to be that committed to like your fandom or whatever. But at the same time, like, there's almost this like sense of purity that we've already talked about too, where it's Mm -hmm. even to a higher extent of putting them on like this pedestal. And like, I mean, yes, in. Or in K-pop, they are also considered idols, but I think they're still like they're expected to be like good human beings. Still, I don't know. It it feels like there's almost like it's almost like it's expected for you to be almost like this angel in the sky with wings. Where in Korea, like you just have to be like on this really high pedestal. Like you don't have to be flying because you're within reach of like the public through variety shows, through V Live, through all that stuff. But like I I haven't followed enough like actual real idols for, like, Japanese idols as much. But, like, even with, like, seiyus, we don't... You see them on a few variety shows, which aren't usually translated, which is unfortunate. But, like, even their variety shows aren't, like, something that is made for them to kind of fail at and, like, show how human they are. It's like, oh, here, discuss this thing with us. Or, like, they go on radio talks and, like, they have a conversation, but at the same time, they're still thinking in the back of their head, oh, I can't say, like, certain things. I mean, there's also, like, special little viewings like that, but usually you have to be, like, already deep in the fandom. It's not, like, publicized on tv like idol room or something like that what that used to be a thing or if that's still a thing i'm not really sure
0: you you've both talked about what makes korea or what makes k-pop korean and i'm also interested to know what other influences beyond the obvious sort of western influences obvious to us because we're western listeners what other musical influences go into k-pop that you have seen and and i will preface this too by saying when i was listening to k-pop in preparation for this episode i was really surprised and delighted to see like a lot of different influences so for example the first song that hey you had me listen to was uh come back home by uh, Sayo Taiji and the Boys and Boys
2: That was a good uh, that was a good uh pronunciation good job Oh thank you thank you <laughs> Um
0: and I I was listening to the, I listened to it and I was like oh my gosh this is like Cypress Hill all over it <laughs> But it was like good. I was like bouncing with it. It's got that you know kind of gangster rap. And then I looked like more into the group, and I was like, they don't usually do that. They were just kind of kind of tried their hand at it, but they were they're more so like a rock group. Yeah. Um. But it was just so interesting to see that they can like take an influence from Cypress Hill and just do it really well and do it their own way and take on their own particular cadence in a, in a different language. And then also like I was jopping because I've been listening to that a lot.
2: I'm so <laughs> glad you like that song. I love that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, chopping by Superm because when it, it it has, I've been listening to like a lot of electro house recently, and it had that's that sort of house beat to it. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. They're def this is like definitely drawing for in- from influences other than just like straight pop. We popping, we're <laughs> chopping chopping. Shopping. so I'm, I'm curious to hear what other musical influences you're you're hearing in in k-pop
2: what's interesting about seo taiji and the boys is that they were pretty much the first like i don't want to say idol because they were an idol group but um they kind of were the transition between the trot music which is like what was really really big in korea for a while like after especially after the war and things like that But they they didn't know what they were doing. Like, I'm not saying that they... Okay, I won't say that they didn't know what they were doing, but, like, they were the first people to do it. They started relatively early in the 90s, so I think they might have taken their um, influences from, like, the rap scene in the 80s in America. You know what I mean? Or, like, things like that. And I think that K-pop in general heavily relies on America because America is one of the biggest... Uh, industry music industries in the world a lot of the time that's how people gauge how popular you are is if you get big in america because like S.E.S. for example that girl group they were in my opinion heavily influenced by tlc she- Kids, for example they have in their group they have two australian boys so one of their songs i want to say it's miro they actually have the um the haka dance and so it's like from new zealand and australia and stuff like that so the haka dance is in their choreography so in a lot of that is because of the content of the song but also the uh the fact that two of the Australian, two of them are Australian, right? So um, I think that now more idols are uh, foreigners. I think that has to do with it, too, with their mm-hmm. influences now, because there's there's Chinese people, there's uh, American people, there's Canadian people, there's Thai people, Filipino people who are all being K-pop idols.
1: I think that's what that is. I do want to say when we first started listening to the playlist, you could feel like heavy, like it felt like Backstreet Boy, even (laughs) presence in some songs. But like, I do want to emphasize though, even though there are a lot of people from different countries, keep in mind these people all are still like part Asian in some sort of way. Like they still all look Asian. They're not, it's not like they have some white guy, some lanky lanky white guy dancing with the K-pop group who's one of the idols. Like it's still very heavily influenced by having a visual... Asian which is kind of cool as like an Asian person because it's something that I guess white people can't do. Oh, they're trying. <laughs> I know. But I mean like there's still that exclusivity which is yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. sad in a way but also like I don't know how I feel about it.
2: Well, for me like on that on that note like I think that it doesn't matter where you come from, but you in my opinion you need, you need to be Asian because it's it's very weird for me to sit there and see like a white person. For example, there's this woman. Her name is Michelle uh, Lee, I think. And she is a solo artist. And she is great. She's amazing. But she's also from uh, America. But she's also half black. So she's half Korean, half black. And there's nothing wrong with that. She's gorgeous. She's, she, and she looks Asian. She just happens to have a deeper skin tone. She's, a, a, in my opinion, a great representation of what could happen but i still think that if you're gonna do j-pop or k-pop or anything asian you should probably be asian because i don't know it's just very weird to me if you're non-asian you can make it you know what i mean like stop encroaching on this industry that is trying to also make it when you can do it on your own like for example one direction they're british they made it humongous in america you know what i mean just because they were I mean, I'm not going to say they were all white, but they were all like Caucasian passing. You know what I mean? So in my opinion, non-Asian people should just stay away. (laughs) But that's just how I feel about it. Anyway.
1: As for influences in Korean music, I think you also have a lot of like with pop, it's all kind of the same thing, right? You have a catchy beat and then like it's kind of the same idea of pop. But like with Korean music, you kind of hear a bunch of mix of like maybe like R&B music or like. Um, hip-hop you have like some rock sometimes maybe i don't know if rock's in there but like you get pop music with hip-hop it be. with like a bunch of other things <laughs> you just like get a mix of things though it's like a variety of different yeah. like, styles within k-pop whereas like with pop music like you could listen to like a Carrie P- Katy perry song to a pink song i'm really old and i don't know who's new and <laughs> popular right now um or like but other people like that and like you kind of know that it's going to be this catchy beat maybe probably about sex and dancing and all that other stuff maybe i'm just biased but who's not biased this podcast right
2: (laughs) but for for me when i think of k-pop a lot of a lot of people who aren't into the fandom as much as i am they they see k-pop and they think oh it's just pop music but k-pop for me is an umbrella sort of term so there is like Hard rap, there's hard hip hop, there's you know what I mean, and um, so that's an interesting thing. There is not rock though. Well, okay, there is, but there isn't like there are rock bands such as like Day Six and uh, or In Flying and things like that, but and and Blue and F, uh, FT Island and things, groups like that. But what's fun about and Blue and FT Island is that they started in Japan, they debuted first in Japan because for me that's where I get my rock music. If I'm not listening to American rock music is I go to Japan for the rock music. Hmm, interesting. Um, like one of my absolute favorite group is one Oak rock. And, um, me and, uh, Lynn, uh, we, we actually went and saw them in our state, uh, a few years ago. And, um, it was, so I good. cried. I won't balled lie. It. I absolutely <laughs> bawled my eyes out,
1: <laughs> but, um, Did you both know the group before you guys went? Like you both listened to it for a
3: while? I did not. No.
1: Yeah. Lynn did not. um, Which I
2: think I had, I think I might've had you maybe listen to a couple songs like here, (laughs) this is the album that they're going to cover in this (laughs) thing. But yeah, I was, but what's interesting about that group is that the main guy, um, Taka, he started in a J pop idol group. So I don't remember what they're called, but he did. he, um started in that but then he went but that's just what's interesting is like for me i'm more about like i love rock music i've always been into it but k-pop does not have that and if it does it's not the hard stuff that i want and so if i go to if i don't want to listen to american music because it makes me sad then uh i go to japan for that and so like ft island though they debuted first in japan but they're trying Well, now they're in the military, but they're trying to bring that hard rock music into Korea, which is nice because I enjoy that a lot.
1: (laughs) I think there's one thing that we can all kind of agree on, though, as um, international listeners, is that you guys probably have gotten this question by some normies. Why do you like it if it's not in your language and you can't understand <laughs> it?
3: Oh, my God. Every time I go home to my freaking family, they're like, why do you listen to this? You can't understand what they're saying. I'm like, shut up. I like <laughs> it because the beat's nice. The music is nice. I don't, I can understand what they're feeling, mm-hmm. even though I can't understand what they're saying. Truth. I feel sorry. I get so heated like, when my family <laughs> like, bruh. <laughs>
1: listen,
2: I... I found K-pop when I was 16 years old. It was 2011, and immediately, immediately, every one of my siblings was like, "Why do you like this?" And like my mom and dad were like, "Why? Why are you? And this is stupid. I'm tired of hearing this. Why are you listening to that? We can't understand it. They're probably saying bad things about America." And I'm like, <laughs> oh my "Listen." God yeah 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 and i was well, like that's listen. What my
1: friend's parents thought too when sh- they saw the, like bts show up at like the new year's festival like last year they were like what is what is bts what is this group why are they speaking a different language are they saying bad things about us and we don't know i mean they could have been joking but still like it's it's weird to me that people have that fear that you know it's, that it's, it's a fear bad. it's
2: honestly it's a fear of like us versus them and they are saying things we don't understand. Everybody should speak English, which is the dumbest phrase I've ever heard in my life. English isn't even our national language. America doesn't have a national language. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh. But it's not necessarily that they're xenophobic, which I think it's rooted in xenophobia, but I don't think it's inherently xenophobic. I just think it's a, it's a difference between like them versus us. And mm-hmm. we can't we can't do a thing we you know what i mean like we can't completely understand what they're saying so like how do we not know or how do we know if they're being like mean to us or they're saying something or like and a lot of people i know will confuse north korea and south korea mm-hmm. all the time and sure. so it's like listen south korea is the good one north korea is not so fun and that was another that's an on top of like why do you listen to it if you don't understand that's another thing i did i would get another question is like oh are you talking about north korea or south korea and i'm like y'all but for me when i listen to k-pop i know what they're saying even if i don't know every single word i'm pretty like i know enough korean that i'm i'm like all right cool but when i listen to american music i hear the lyrics first which obviously makes me determine whether i like the song or not because I know the content of the song, but with Korea or yeah K-pop, it's more of like I can like Lynn said, I can hear the beat, I can hear the emotion that's happening, I can hear all these different things that make me like the song before I know the lyrics. In my opinion, I think um, it creates uh, maybe a bigger bond with the song because if you like the song, then you take time to look up the lyrics, and when you exactly. look at the lyrics, you need to uh, you put time and effort into it but also you have the opportunity to start to translate right mm-hmm. so then so then you can i'm not going to say at all that i'm bilingual cuz i'm not but i remember in 2011 when i first heard sorry sorry by super junior which is <laughs> it's such an annoying song i don't know i think what drew me to that song honestly was how many people were in the music video when i first heard that the word for i or even like me is nega right and what does that sound like you know what i mean and so that's in there so much and immediately my family was like what did they say why are they saying the n-word and i'm like they're not you're just being ridiculous and you're being a a problem leave me alone i am with with me i'm In terms of like cursing i'm a sailor but there are certain words i don't say and Mm -hmm. if that was if i thought that that word was that word i would not say it Mm -hmm. and so it even like fast forward like a long time but for example that there was um what was the song i think it was fake love by bts they had it on the radio in america and they definitely censored out that word
3: wow
2: (laughs) and i'm like and as a person who knows what that song is about and who knows the lyrics of that song, it's weird to hear the word I be censored. It's kind
0: of an important <laughs> word.
3: Yeah.
1: It's like that, Um. it's like in twice Twice's The best thing I ever did, which is like the most wholesome, like Christmas song, is explicit on Spotify. And I can't figure out why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if it's because of that word. But probably, honestly, probably. I'm just like, if anyone watches the video, it's literally the girls handing Christmas presents to each other. And like, it's the most wholesome little, like, video about like just happiness and fucking explicit it's just all goes my mind well another thing like i wanted to ask both of you guys because i know that dodo doesn't listen as much to k-pop or j-pop music but like being really into anime obviously i liked a lot of anime openings and for the longest time or even now i don't feel like 100% comfortable really like being like oh hey this is what i listen to because i don't want to get questioned like the first time I listened to J-pop in front of my mom, she's like, this sounds like the chipmunks. And I was like, oh, yeah. Can yeah. you not? Please? Yeah. I know oh, they're yeah. high pitched voices, but Japanese people have higher pitched voices than we do. Yeah. I'm
2: not going to lie. That's why I don't listen to it. I'm, I'm just to be Ooh. honest which is I just like, don't. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I also don't listen to girl groups in Korea too often. And a lot of it's because of their
1: high voices. But anyway, continue. I was really mad, though. What triggered me more was when I started listening to a lot of TWICE. That was when my mom was like, oh, I like this stuff more. I was like, you jerk. I'm not listening to this more just because of you, though. Know. I hope you know. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I just, it, it was awkward for me to be like, because, you know, like, people would, in casual conversation, be like, oh, what type of music do you listen to? I'm like, I like some Maroon Five songs.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, Maroon yeah. Five! Wow. wow, that
3: dates me, doesn't it? Well, it a also bit, depends though. on like the group of people I'm around. Like True. if I know these, but like uh, when I used to work at my old workplace, I was surrounded by people who were also into like similar things as me. So I was like, yeah, I listen to K-pop and I watch anime. I listen to anime openings a lot.
2: I used to be like oh I don't listen to K-pop guys I'm not no I'm okay I listen you know what I mean like it mm-hmm. sounds cool but no I now I am unapologetic. I don't <laughs> give a fuck I will like in, when I was in America I legitimately would have my windows down every single one of them during the summer and I would be blessed in it to the highest degree. <laughs> and it was my favorite thing when I would stop at stoplights and I would be just rocking out, singing every like every word, and then people would be looking at me like for being that's, an like, introvert, terrifying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Being the <laughs> introvert that I am, it's uh, it's it's very interesting that I went that direction. But I am unapologetic. I wasn't before but now I'm also unapologetically critical of it too. So mm-hmm. a lot of people will sit there and they'll they'll be like, "Oh, you like K-pop? Well, what about BTS?" And I'm like, "Okay, there's BTS, but then there's also all these other groups that are amazing and deserve as many accolades as BTS has." And so like, but then there's also an issue with like all these other things. There's a bunch of issues that I am also very vocal about, one of them being the marijuana culture here. But it's gotten to the point where, like, someone's like, oh, give me recommendations of songs. And I can't tell them anything in American, like, in, in like, an American music sort of situation. Like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what any of them are doing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Sean uh, Mendes. That was the name I heard the last I time. Will I will was-
2: say, I will say, though, that Justin Bieber has been putting out some bangers. I won't lie. Like, I don't know what the hell that dude's doing, but he is. Ugh, but
1: anyway. Yeah, I'm the type that would, like, make sure all my windows are locked, make sure the song comes out of the car, but turn it up loud enough, unless it's the highway where I know no one's gonna be, like, near me enough to, like, listen. No, I was going
2: through my hometown just blaring that bitch. I miss it so much, because there's been songs since I've been where I am, there's been songs that have come out that are such a worthy song to be blasted in my radio and I can't do it. And I'm mad anyway. Intermission.
1: Intermission. I
0: took him <laughs> out, Demiprina. Not a Nada in Gamodia. I took him out, Demiprina. <laughs> Put it Could talk briefly about the anime awards just because that's going on right now. And we're not really talking about anime a whole lot in this episode anyway. So, Fayon, this is your chance to, you know, be
1: mad about the fucking anime awards on Country Roll like I am every fucking year.
0: Why are you mad, Fayon?
1: <laughs> it's like yeah. those fucking stupid votes we had every single year as middle schoolers to high schoolers on do you guys think should be the next president of your student council and mm-hmm. you're like you know this person could be good but <laughs> i know this person so popularity vote always wins
3: mm-hmm.
1: i'm still salty i tried running one year and that was a mistake <laughs> what? because it was like my first year at that school at a school that's like a k through eight school
0: now we um, learned the we learn the villain's backstory. <laughs> hey. Why she hates? Why she now hates the anime awards? She lost the student council. <laughs> no,
3: why? <laughs>
1: why? Saying, it's all just a popularity contest. Popularity no, just, contest. no
0: I, I agree. You're right. It is true.
1: Oh, like, it is okay, true. so if you're gonna, you can't even say that. Like okay, anime of the year. You have keep your hands off of Izokin. I haven't even heard of that. You have Jujutsu Kaisen, which I've heard a few people talk about as like a new really good shonen show. You have Dorodora Headrow, which I haven't heard of. <laughs> the Great Pretender. Doradora. Aparare Ronmont, And then Beastars. I feel like it's going to be between Beastars and The Great Pretender. I mean, honestly, what we could do is have me go through each group and think of who's going to win. And then by next week, I'll get slammed because I got them all <laughs> wrong. But mm-hmm. <laughs> fine. Because yeah, I also don't know a lot of the anime this season, so it's a little bit harder.
0: But I'm, I'm also ugh. just do, just do a few of the categories.
1: Okay, if you guys are curious, you can vote until the, it'll be done by the time you're listening to this. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but next the, week,
0: this, this episode won't age well.
1: No, well. <laughs> by the time you're listening to this, you can find out yourself how wrong I am. You're welcome. Anime of the year. I still think it's going to The Great Pretender. Only because it's a show that I feel like a lot of people who like action and like drama and comedy are going to like. It's easy access on Netflix. And it's also like has a lot of American influence on it. Whereas like with Beastars, it's on Netflix, yes. But it's also like kind of perceived as a furry. So like not a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I really want to watch this anime. Because a lot of people who are into anime are still kind of like, eh, about furries. And then like Jinjutsu. I know, I know, it's <laughs> a problem! And then Jujutsu Kaisen, which is, like, popular, but, like, I just feel like The Great Pretender is just going to be an all-around show that more people are going to have seen, so they're going to vote for it. Like, for best opening sequence, you have Q on here versus The Great Pretender versus Beastars versus Love is War versus uh, that Junjutsu, whatever, and then some other show I haven't heard of. The only reason I think Q is going to win is because they're on their fourth season and Q has such a big fandom that people are going to vote for it. Even though it might not deserve the best opening, because I mean, um, doo doo daddy is also really popular. It could win though.
0: Daddy, daddy, daddy do that one. <laughs>
1: I suck at <laughs>
0: doo daddy.
1: The sad part, <laughs> literally in front of me on this screen right now too. But I could picture like Q winning just because no Haiky is also in best boy category. So that's also one of those are- best boys. Let me tell
0: you. who's gonna win best girl?
1: Oh, best girl? I still think it's gonna be Mizuhara from Renta Girlfriend because she's just so popular. Yeah. Like, Rental Girlfriend's just so popular. I wish it
3: was Katarina, though.
1: I know! Katarina! <laughs> oh, I love Katarina. Honestly, I would be in her harem if I could be in her harem. <laughs> but, like, I feel like not enough, like, people who, like, action or something are gonna watch, you know, a reverse harem. Or, like, Kaguya- I wanna say Kaguya is an option- But at the same time, I mean, the meme community is just such big as it is. But like at the same time, I don't think she got like a special ending dance song again, so I don't know if she'd win. And also, Kageya is the not the yeah. That's not even the one that does the dance. So yeah, there's Kageya's not gonna win. (laughs) We're just gonna put that out there. And like with the Great Pretender, you have like Abby or no? Sorry, we actually know who they're choosing. Sorry, it is Abby. Which yeah. I don't think like if I were to choose, I wouldn't even choose Abby and the Great Pretender. I'd choose the older woman who I forgot her name of because she was a badass.
0: Oh, they're Natalie both Blanc. badasses.
1: They are both badasses, but like I like the I like the older woman. I mean, yeah. But I just feel like Mizahara is gonna win best girl. Best couple. Honestly for this one though, wait, who did Katarina and Maria? <laughs> Yes, Katerina X Mary, not Maria. (laughs) Maria is the main girl character. Except I do accept that I really want her to be with the main heroine, but but Mary, (laughs) she's such a great character. She literally stops her fiance from realizing his feelings for a majority of the show. Like how amazing is that? I'm mad, (laughs) and we haven't even got the results yet. Have you <laughs> voted for Chizuru x Kazuya from Renta Girlfriend, you are straight-ass yeah. trash. You are straight-up trash. <laughs> You're probably like a 16-year-old boy who jacks off at his <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh my god. Why is Great Pretender under so many of these?
1: Because the Great Pretender is really popular and has done well in a lot of different... Yeah.
3: I really hope that Fruits Basket gets Best Drama.
1: Right? Like, I think that it'd be interesting if Fruits Basket or even Stars won, but we all know it's going to be The Great Pretender. I like, let's really not even like pretend. It's going to be The Great Pretender, though, because more people are going to watch The Great Pretender. Because Fruits Basket mm. is... I mean, okay... There are a lot of people who've seen Fruits Basket before and they might have watched it now, but I still think the majority of the population watching Fruits Basket are girls, which not saying that lots of girls don't watch anime, but with if you add in a male and female portion to that, the Great Pretender is a show that I feel like more action packed so more like people who like shonens and actions and like out thinking and death note might like that more. Yeah. I don't know. I just still think it's the Great Pretender. I think Great Pretender is gonna be the um the demon slayer of last year. It's gonna try and it's gonna take most of the awards this year. Very well. Fu anime awards.
0: Ugh. <laughs>
1: I wanted to come back and talk about the differences between Japanese and Korean music. J-pop, K-pop, not like (laughs) the extent of everything that is Japanese and Korean. And how they're different because I did notice a few things like even between idol groups from just like listening to both genres now. Uh, One big thing that I did notice that took me a while and I was surprised about was the fact that Korean music, you have people, many people that can support each other to like make a really good song so you have like someone who's maybe good at like the i guess we can use bts as an example because it works in my opinion so it's kind of the, there's like a breakdown right there's the singers and then there's rappers but even beyond that you have like i don't know i've always noticed this but like in bts Jin like never gets any lines but he has like the soft middle-ish section of the song right kind of like mina from twice because he has like a softer voice whereas like Uh, You have stronger vocals maybe like um, Jungkook or like Na Young because these are the only two groups I know. (laughs) Um, They have stronger voices or I guess Ji Ho has a stronger voice than Na Young. But anyway, they have like really strong voices so they maybe get more of the chorus lines. But at the same time, there's not a lot of harmonization between like you don't really see as much of two people singing at once. Whereas with J-pop, you get a lot more harmonies or like at least with like Love Live as a group. Or even if you watch any idol group in J pop, uh, you have multiple girls singing at once. So, like, maybe you have, uh, they can break up in multiple different ways in Love Live since there's like second years, first years, whatever. Uh, You could have that, or you could have it by like subunits within the same group. But you just have like more than one person usually singing, except at like maybe the climax of the song where the center of the song will like take a few notes for themselves. At least that's what I've experienced.
2: I'm not sure how it works with J-pop or whatever but I think it has to do with training. With the K-pop idol, they have to be trained in everything. Uh, some some will do like specialties like being an MC for example or something like that. But um yeah, they have to be they get vocal training, they get rapping training, they get dance training, they get um variety show training, they get uh actually they get like speech training and things like that. They also get instrument training too they get like they have to do different types of instruments uh i think that's just why that happens is like k idols can have like their solo stuff like like in a song for example where like jimin for example he, he can just kind of have his own part uh instead of having to have like jungkook or Tay harmonize with him but it's just because of his training honestly
1: but I, I think that's just the style, though. I don't think it's specifically because they're good at it. Like, I mean, it's great that they're good at multiple things. It's really fun to, like, even see them switch roles. Um, but at the same time, like, you, it's just, like, I think it's just a style thing that they do in K-pop where it's almost like they're trying to become just one colomerate singer in a way. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's not... In J-pop, you have, like, constant harmonization between different voices as just, like, their way of sounding more like a group or, like, a like more like a choral group in a way than like in k-pop that's more like a single singer almost
2: from what i've seen with j-pop it's more of like we are a group and we will be a group for as long as possible and that's what our identity will be but in k-pop i think the end goal is to just become a solo singer so you you can be in a group it's like you could start out you can get your training you can get your experience in the group and then once you're done with the group then you can be an individual singer like a solo singer so i think that's part of it i think it's the style thing like stylistic thing but i also feel like both countries have like the collectivism where like you're in a group it's not about the individual it's about the community but i think k-pop takes that a little bit farther with like yes we're a group yes we are an entity Yes, we are the community, but we're also individuals, which is very interesting given the cultural aspect of it. But I just think that's what it is. Like the ultimate goal is to have your own music and to mm-hmm. to do your own thing.
1: I still think that's a thing for J-pop though too. Like with girls that are doing AKB and all that other stuff, like they know they have a time limit. Like even in that documentary, right with Mio, like she knows she has a time limit. She's trying to hit it as a singer before her idol career is done. But using, but she's trying to use like. You can even see in, like, Kakaguri, right? Using an idol career as, like, a bouncing board to, like, go further and beyond, too. So I don't think that they're necessarily, like, always thinking about being in a group constantly. I think it's just maybe a stylistically different thing with Korea or Japan is how they grew up with music in general, maybe, too. Which we might just not know enough information about it to make a clear statement about it. But I do think it's interesting if you notice like, cause there's multiple videos, right? Where you you see like color-coded videos. Yeah, the lyrics videos, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like with lyrics videos with color-coded, like you see that in J-pop too. Like you can watch any like anime opening too, like with an idol group. But the difference is that like, you only see one person highlighted at a time. Like you can really see the difference between the two when you watch one of those. Cause you see like one person highlighted at a time Whereas like in, if you watch like Love Live, you might see two to three people highlighted at once, depending on like the song. And I just think it's really interesting. You can tell a difference between them even beyond the language. Another big difference that was pointed out to me by somebody who I can't get to like J-pop but likes K-pop. Another big thing that was noted was the amount of, uh, I have a really bad habit of not noticing because I only listen to like the main melody of a song, but She says that Japanese songs sound really busy and I can't disagree because they typically have like two guitar lines, a drum line and a bunch of other things. But like Korean pop music definitely kind of goes to the more standard of like vocals, maybe like a drum line, one guitar line, one bass line, like kind of more simple and it doesn't sound as busy, which I can agree with after listening to songs that I thought weren't even busy until listening to them and being like, oh
2: depends on the song though because like there are some people out there that are just so busy about everything mm-hmm. it is <laughs> like true ugh, like back door mm-hmm. and god's menu by stray kids so it's just it's it's noise like i love those songs don't get me wrong but it's noise <laughs>
1: I just think that, as a general though, it's more likely that it's a lot kind of simpler than that. Or even like if you listen to two slow songs between the two, like, and I'm gonna use this as as an example to force Dodo to put it in. "Endless Notes" by Iris. I tried to get her to listen to because I was like, oh yeah, it's it's slow, you know, like "Turtle" from Twice. And even listening to it, I was like, fuck, there's like two guitar lines and a drum line. like turtle from twice it's just it's almost just like their voices and like a drum line or something else small i honestly can't remember because i never listened to that part but it's like really simple yeah
2: i kind of noticed that too to be honest because lynn was streaming the other day and it was fine but like and she was listening to her anime openings or whatever. And after a while I was like, why? Mm -mm. (laughs) Like, it wasn't (laughs) that the songs were bad. It's just like it was like I was running a race that never ended. (laughs) Like, (laughs) why? (laughs) So like I'm not gonna lie, I was listening, but I wasn't at the same like when you would get quiet and like you would just be drawing and nobody was really talking or anything, I would like turn it down some because I was like, this is like no. No (laughs) thank you. Yeah. But they're not bad songs. They're just, they're just like high energy, high strung, and I'm like, I don't want to.
1: Oh, and by the way, if you guys want to check it out, go to twitch.tv/slash. Can I just say underscore hi to check out Lynn's streams as she does art and streams DVD. You're welcome.
3: If you guys are interested, I found this thing called Parado- Paradox Live. It's a combination. I don't know what's happening with it, but like they have Korean, Japanese, and English, and they're all represented by like anime characters. But their songs are so interesting. They're like a combination of both K-pop and
0: J-pop. the trigger. I'm getting bigger, bigger, no one gets top me now
1: like with exo for
2: example they have music in korean and chinese and there was a certain part of me that like for a while i was like okay everything korean and then i was like no it sounds better in chinese so (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's weird to me, cause like I hear whenever I hear a song, I always think that it's I always think it's best in the first language that you hear it in. I've listened to TT in Japanese, and I'm just like stop. Or even like I can't stop me in English. Stop. Do not yeah, do English
2: version. I didn't even know. Don't listen
1: to it. So if you're I stopping, will. <laughs> I'll just waste time. Okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, got7 did that they have a song what's it called lullaby they have a song called lullaby, oh, yeah, lullaby. and i know lullaby in korean but they have a uh, they have a korean version an english version a chinese version and a spanish version and yeah Oh, yeah. and long. so like i they were performing on one of the like i think it was like good morning america or something like that and they sang lullaby in english and i was shook like why is the only song
1: in- from korea that like really hit it big gundam style can we all be upset
3: about gundam it's, <laughs> it's, it's not gundam, not gundam. Style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh my, God. my brain's <laughs> messed up right now because
1: we've been talking about Korean anime things. <laughs> I don't know why i wrong. Send that out.
2: Should be kept in.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think that's like I said earlier about the like the them versus us the thing is like Gangnam Style happened because like it got famous for the wrong reasons you know what i mean and dynamite in my opinion was a sellout i think they wanted they wanted a grammy nomination and they got it but i think they did it because they knew that they weren't going to get what they wanted in the amount of time that they needed to get it in without an english Mm. song i hate that and it also makes me really angry Me too i hate that uh, and dynamite's not even that good of a song. That's an opinion. I'll put that out there. We're right putting now. it because out there. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. opinion. <laughs> <Good> opinion. <laughs> yes, it's my opinion. Like Monster X, for example, you said earlier they have an entire album in English, and don't oh, don't get me fucked up. I was I was playing Minecraft last night and I was definitely listening to it, and it just every song on that album I is love a banger. Middle of the Night, like every song, Ugh. and I enjoy Misbehave and uh, Happy Without Me. And there's also another one. What's it? Oh, um, got my number. Uh, it's like the best song. Like one. Of, those are like the three best songs on the whole album. Cause
1: I hate to see you happy.
0: Me. I should really want the best for you but you
2: know I gotta tell the truth no, I to see you happy me. like every one of them songs is in English it's in English but they're not getting any type of of anything about that and like there there's no media coverage of it there's no anything like that and they're not high up on the billboards or anything like that and it bugs me because those songs are so much more substantive than dynamite is mm-hmm. in my opinion dynamite's annoying in my opinion i mean don't get me wrong it's catchy and if it comes on my ass is gonna sing it but it's it's a sellout in my opinion and they got a grammy nomination for it and chances are they're going to get the grammy if only because the grammys are going to sit there and be like we're not xenophobic well they also <laughs> you know have Mm, yeah but the grammys don't go by fandom they go by critics Uh, the grammys have i can't remember what it's called but they have it's like a committee who votes on it they don't mm -hmm. go by fandom because if the fandom voted on it bts would win everything Mm -hmm. and which is fine because the fandom needs to do that's what that's the point of the fandom but in my opinion bts is hella overrated
1: this is also coming from someone who used to like bts
2: Yes, I used to love BTS. I have two biases in BTS. RM is my my man and Tay is my man. You know what I mean? Like I still get like shook whenever I see them looking nice. But (laughs) like, and don't get me wrong. I have BTS songs that I love. My favorite album is Tear. Love Yourself Tear. I have many, many albums from them. I bought like the 2019 Memories um, and things like that. And so, like, I have albums, I have merchandise, I have wanted to see them in concert, and I still kind of want to see them in concert, but I know it's never going to happen, so it's whatever. But, like, I used to absolutely love them, but the one of the reasons I love them is because they were an undergo- underdog group, and uh, when they debuted, it was 2013, and it was a year into EXO's uh, career and exo was the one they were the nation's boy band they were they were winning everything xols were doing amazing things which i think xol should be called exotics but that's just me and all these things and i was rooting for bts back then because they were an underdog group they didn't come from the big three they uh recorded their first album in a garage uh things like that and like uh one of the members yoongi for example he has always been open about like what he did before. Like he, he was so poor that at one point he had to choose between going home on the bus or eating food and things like that. And so they were an underdog group and I'm like, yes, they're great. And what they stood for back then, even being the angsty teenagers that they were like (laughs) it,
1: no more dream.
2: It would help me being the angsty teenager that I was, you know what I mean? But now they're not the underdogs anymore. Joan Cook just bought a million like a multi-million dollar like apartment, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's they can do that. They're good. It's it they they worked their asses off. They did their thing. They have but they're no longer an underdog group. And so to me, they don't represent what they represented when they debuted, which is what needs to happen because that's how like it's been seven years, almost eight years. people change, artists change, things change. But they just aren't underdog anymore, and that's why I'm kind of over it. Plus, all of the influx since they've gotten big in America, I'm like, ugh, little armies. Stop it. <laughs> Too
3: mainstream for you.
2: <laughs> there, and and it sounds ridiculous that, but that's true. That's the thing is that like, I know I sound kind of hipster maybe, but like I got into K-pop in 2011. No one knew what that shit was you know no one knew what that was no and everybody would be like making fun of me because i liked it and things like that now it's like commonplace you go down the mm-hmm. street in america and you'll find 25 different K poppies. i remember when it was a time when it was hard to find stuff translated it was it, you had to search for things and things were never in 720 60p they were always in for like, <laughs> 360 if you were lucky you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i don't know and i mean yes it's kind of the hipster part of me is like oh ill they're mainstream but at the same time it's like i remember when it was simple and there weren't fandom wars and they're in like the phrase bts paved the way pisses me off because they didn't it, this is my opinion but i don't give a fuck
3: who you are bts did not pave the way they didn't to me and to like bts is to be part of the popular crowd in my opinion yeah like the only mm. reason people are like bts is so great is to seem like they are the top tier k-pop fan kind of person that's why yeah. i don't really like to associate myself with
0: other oh, no i armies, i'm not but
3: an i army. love Ooh. bts i love watching them i love listening to their music i just don't like to associate myself with other mm-hmm. people <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, don't get me wrong, they have, like, new movies out in theaters, and oh my god, I was a slut with that. I was like, I'm gonna go, I drove my, I I hate driving on highways, I drove myself a very, very far away just to watch a movie about BTS, because I am a slut for behind-the-scenes sort of things, and that's what the documentary was. BTS, behind-the-scenes yeah
1: blows my mind. so
2: side note which is another thing people on youtube are using bts as behind the scenes to get their their videos up in the i'm not waters. surprised i
1: had to ask lynn i was like lynn why is this thing saying bts when it's not about bts and she's like even behind the scenes i was like oh
2: in america they're toted as behind the scene that's mm-hmm. what they are now I thought it was
1: there
2: beyond is, the scene. Or it is beyond the scene, Wait, that's what I mean. What? But yeah, so it's like Ew. they... Ew. Yeah, yeah, Ew. Be because people can't say <laughs> Bangtan,
1: Sonya, and Da. <Yeah>. Ew, <laughs> I'm so disgusted.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Is there the argument to be made, though, that while maybe BTS is overrated, they are better pop groups, um, and, and people only like them because they're popular, is there a case to be made that they're still like, good because they act as a gateway for americans to get into k-pop or is that not necessarily a good thing
1: i think that it can be an interesting gateway into k-pop the only problem is is the fandom loyalties though too is would be a, kind of a problem like the difference between like a gateway anime and a gateway k-pop group right Is kind of like your fandom loyalty to that group like when the, one of the first groups i started off with was, was sf9 because of that drama on netflix which i forgot the name of because i suck and because lynn was really a in- choose your thank heart. you your heart. click your heart click your heart huh. okay. okay anyway but because lynn was really into them and i was like <laughs> oh yeah i really like them too and they have really cool dances but i was like to stray beyond that i don't really want to because i like this one group and i don't really have to whereas like with anime because they're only like a certain amount of episodes you can watch you like you want to crave more but if an idol group is still live and a well and making music. And you want to be diehard for them because you always want to be diehard for your group. Maybe not always. But, like, people are usually pretty diehard for their groups, which maybe is not American culture. But I feel like it's just harder for you to want to get into other groups if you already diehard a group. So I don't think it's as much of, like, a gateway. That'd be my argument.
3: I got into k five because of You, hey And therefore, BTS was my first, like, group that I really got into. In recent years, I've just been kind of, like getting away from it a little bit so like the only k-pop i really listen to is the stuff that i used to listen to so like i still mainly just listen to bts monster x sf9 so i don't really like to venture out to find more groups nowadays but like yeah i i can understand from what faon said was like i have the people that i like and i don't see a reason to try to explore more unless I am getting tired of their songs which I'm not so mm-hmm. I don't know it could be a gateway for some people who are willing to like find new music but I've already found this new music from someone else so like I don't feel the need to explore more nowadays I don't know I'm a multi
2: so multi means that I am loyal to a lot of people for me I think BTS is. It's like a catch-22. So yes, they are good at being a gateway. Like, I'm not going to lie. BTS, they're talented. The fact that Rathwine does a lot of the producing and stuff like that, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that a lot of the baby armies that come in, they're told by other armies that BTS is the only group that matters. So like, yes, it gets you into like the doorway of K-pop, but then it's mob mentality in my opinion. But at the same time, I still think that they're a good gateway into it because they do do collaborations with other, sometimes with other artists and things like that. And so like, it's a good way to find like Tiger JK, for example, and uh, MFBTY, like nobody, know- nobody will know who they are unless they find the songs that RM did with them. And which is funny because Tiger JK is one of the pioneers of K-pop. And so like him and his uh, wife, Yoon Mire are um, humongo and Yoongi does collaborations with a lot of uh, female artists like IU and uh, highs and, and people like that. So it's a good gateway sort of situation, but at the same time, it's like a catch 22, like I said, Mm-hmm. For me, because I found Super Junior first, they were already in the middle of starting their military service. So I got into them, but a lot of the members were already gone. And so for me, that's part of the reason I was uh, uh, like, I'm a multi is because I saw this group and there was loyalty to it, but... Uh, They were starting to wane a little bit. So I had to go and find my other stuff. I'm always willing to go and search for a new group. Like, I'll, and it's not because I get bored. I mean, I get bored with the music of the groups that I listen to, but I also don't. So like, right. But I think BTS is a good gateway, but I also think it's a barrier. That's why whenever I try, if I get somebody into K-pop, like I just got one of my friends in America to to get into K-pop. I show her other things, right? I show her other groups besides bts to give her a chance to see what other music is out there
1: one last thing i want to comment on this before we move on is maybe you don't like bts for being like kind of the big group right of like k-pop but trying to also like balance between um respecting how much effort and training and everything they put into it to be at the point that they are now like i respect that i'm happy for them i'm glad that they are doing oh well. yeah same but at the same time like just even watching like a award show though, like not seeing other groups get awards. Like there's this part of me that's like, Cool, I'm glad that you guys get these awards because it proves that you've done all this stuff. But at the same time, like, what about those groups that don't get the awards because BTS is just so huge right now? Like Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. It's and exactly I just feel kind of torn is. about like, it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Every like BTS is talented. They are great at what they do and everything like that but they're also incredibly lucky. And mm-hmm. the a lot of their fandom won't won't consider that about how much luck they had to have. But there are many other groups who do just as much training. For example, there's a member of NCT his name is Johnny. This dude debuted in uh I want to say 2016 but it's probably a lie, it's probably like 2015ish. He trained for 9 years before he got to debut. Mm-hmm. He is one day younger than me. So you know what I mean? So it's like, why? Like, NCT is pretty big now. But, like, he went through just as much mm-hmm. shit as BTS did. Right? And that's just one dude. That doesn't count everybody else. Like, there's a man named Joe Kwan. He he
1: trained for 13 years before he got to debut. Mm-hmm. And others only have, like, a year under their belt. Like, Mina from Twice. She had only one year while Jiho had nine years of training.
2: Exactly. So it's like, so it's like, yes bts are talented but they're also not the only people who've done that
1: okay as a person who enjoys male idols of the k-pop and j-pop variety what do you think are some similarities differences what are some things maybe that you like more about one or the other
3: j-pop i don't really know about like real people i don't really know about the anime people like i said before I- but i mean technically they're voice actors perform so i feel like you
1: get a little bit more actually out of it with being an anime so because of like you get kind of the behind the scenes with watching the actual show compared to just like getting to know a a j-pop group you know like the anime itself is our variety show that we get to watch our idols be in
3: there's lots of drama lots of backstory (laughs) i enjoy k-pop to as like i mean i both enjoy them as music and I both enjoyed them as, like, understanding the characters slash people. <laughs> but I realized that one side is they're just characters. <laughs> Whereas the other side is real people.
0: So when you say characters, you mean, like, anime characters, not yeah, like yeah. characters as in, like, performers? Yeah. Okay, gotcha.
2: So when they're in the show, right? Mm-hmm. You said that they're voiced by these actual, like, J pop idol guys, right? No,
3: no, they're just voice actors who can mm-hmm. sing. They're not necessarily oh. already in groups, they're just their voice actors, but they do um. perform as if, like, it's similar to Love Live. Their voice actresses perform on stage in concerts for their fans. So, like, Idolish okay. Seven is similar as where like their voice actors perform on stage for their fans.
1: They mimic the dances and yeah, the characters. Yeah. They do some like sometimes they'll do like skits too, but it's it's interesting. I don't know if the Idolish 7 does this too, but like it's not like they're always in character though too. Like when they're seiyus on the stage trying to be their yeah. characters, they do a mix of like they'll be like little skits where they'll be Idolish 7 maybe or like Love Live as the Muse girls, but there's also moments where like, you get to know the actual seiyu. And, like their own personality their own little jokes or like what they do is like like Aya Uchida is known to drink a bunch of water on stage and everyone makes fun of her for it but like Katori doesn't do that but it's also interesting I don't know if it happens with um male idol shows too but like uh there's this uh, I forgot what the term is there's like this weird interaction between the idol characters versus the seiyus where like they can kind of almost influence each other. I think the best example would be when I was watching an Aqua video. I don't know why. But um one of the things that they did was for I think her name's Rico, she got one of the new like, you know, a new outfit or something like that. And they're all animals and her animal was an elephant. And I think it was an elephant because the seiyu during this like drawing thing on a variety show couldn't draw an elephant, so they jokingly made her character the elephant and like I think that's something that's kind of unique to anime idols is that like the character alone isn't just the person like there's a you behind it
3: Tropes. Yeah, tropes and male idol anime. Mm-hmm. Red-haired uh, guy. Red-haired guy, glasses. There's the angsty tsundere. There's the cutesy one. Usually, there's the short angry one. Uh, stuff like that. <laughs> 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 stuff like that, you know. Um, I just find it so entertaining. I think their music is... A lot of fun, I like seeing dances animated.
1: mm hmm do you like three d animated dances though?
3: It depends it
0: depends. oh, I can get into that.
1: Idolish sevens could have been okay. It was okay at least they look like their characters.
2: The only time I've ever seen like three d dance things or whatever it is <laughs> it was the dis Disney Princes, and it freaked me <laughs> out and I'm like, oh, why
3: dear. Oh, <laughs> oh, dear.
2: But anyway, sorry. I just had to, (laughs) y'all had to hear that because I had to hear that. It's
1: fine.
0: (laughs) I I really like watching the 3D dances personally. Really? Yeah. I cringe a little, but I enjoy it.
1: I still
3: think it looks better when it's too withdrawn. The the Utapri movie that I recently bought and watched has a lot of 3D animated dances that I was not expecting. But it wasn't like it was bad or anything. I still enjoyed it. I do think it's a little different when it's like on stage as a show versus in the
1: anime itself.
3: With shows like Idol Master Side M and Idolish 7, it it was interesting to see how the, the things that they go through to become idols. I don't know if it reflects real life exactly because it's obviously an anime, but with male idols, there's such a range in age. And such a range in, in, like, what type of music they do. Because there was, like, a, a kind of, like, a rock band. Like, a teenage rock band inside him. Then there was the teachers. I don't know. It was very interesting to me to, to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Plus, they're easy on the eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know with female idol groups, they're usually, like, some sort of... Teens of some sort. Usually. I mean, Idolmaster was always a little bit different in the sense of at least the Idolmaster is a little bit different as a idol show compared to like a lot of the other ones because each individual girl was kind of, at least in the original series, was trying to like go out on their own and they were a multitude of different ages too. Um, they did make like one group, I don't even remember the name of it, which had like three of them in it. But like besides that, all of them were kind of solo producers. But, like, if you compare that to uh, Idol master Cinderella Girls, um, it's, like, a bunch of subunits all trying to, like, pursue careers as, like, a group, which was really weird and interesting to me. But, like, very un mastery in my head versus, like, the original Idolmaster. Um, so I wonder if that's just, like, an Idolmaster thing, too. Of, like, yeah. being open to do a
3: variety of different ages. Actually, something that's related to earlier there is a trope in male idols where there's always one character who's a foreigner. Johnny. <laughs> and, like, either they're a white dude from, like, a European country, or they're, like, a, a darker-skinned dude from, like, a, a Middle Eastern country. And for some reason, I usually do not like uh. them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like the Idol 7 one. I like Nagi, but that's that's like the only exception.
2: So for that, for that trope, right? Are they made to be the kind of like the foil of the group, or like are they made for you to not like them?
3: No, no, they're oh, okay. there because people do like them. But oh, okay, so you're you're just that person. <laughs> I'm just that person. Like I used to have a deep hatred for Cecil <laughs> from Utsuji.
1: You don't see that at all in um girl idol anime. Just putting that out there.
0: The yeah, like, foreigner? Yeah. So that was
1: interesting. Yeah, no, you don't see a foreigner. At all. Like, ever.
3: I can't think of a single show I've seen that has, like, a foreigner in it. I just think Nagi from of 7 is so hilarious because of the way he talks. Is just <laughs> so funny. He's like, Watashi wa desu! <laughs> He's like, Wakarana desu! Stuff like that. <laughs> but... His voice actor is a legit Japanese person, and I love him so much. He's my favorite voice actor.
1: And there are, like, a lot of similarities between girl idol and male idol groups at the same time with the whole, like, this is your dream. Why are you pursuing it? Um, Thinking of the fans. um, Thinking about making them happy. Like, that's, I think, just a general idol thing. But, like, with Nagi, like, that's the first time in, like, an anime I've ever heard a fake bad japanese accent ever and i thought it was actually kind of really amusing because i wasn't ready for it
2: i think it's a good thing though where like whether it's like korean entertainment or japanese entertainment is to be able to make fun of yourself though Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i mean of course like with these foreign like characters or whatever they're kind of making fun of them too kind of it seems but that's how you, I guess, become more self-aware is that if you can make fun of yourself, that's great. If you can realize that there are some stereotypes and stuff and you can, like, make jokes out of it. It's like family guy, right? Like, you, we're, they're always making fun of America. So, it's like, I think that's a good thing.
0: Well, I think it's time, Fayon.
2: It is time.
3: Oh, no.
1: For the punishment game! I'm about it. What's What are we doing? <laughs> so, because this is Lynn's third visit to our humble abode... Because, you know, you always are the one that rants the most when you're with us and deserve to be punished. Excuse Excuse me? What? (laughs) You will be pardoned from this punishment since it's your third go around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, so it's me. Nice. It is (laughs) you. It is just you. Okay. (laughs) Hey, you. It's you. Oh, my God. Today's punishment will be Google Translate Super Idol. Uh Uh-oh. We will take a Korean song this time. Throw it through Google Translate. Omit the English words because um, those are really obvious. And you have to guess what song
2: it is. Oh, no, because I don't look up English translations.
1: (laughs) Are you ready? No, but let's go. Let's get it. Okay, here are your lyrics. Everyone tell me where the hell is our limit. Steps where others ask how far. The answer is instead of a position where the ongoing challenge will create. I don't know where the end is. I have no choice but to go to the end. Yeah, in front of me, the words that is impossible. It holds on to each other more and go through everything. Even in your eyes are tight. Run away. Uh, I never abstain from numerous fights. Look at the end. Break through the, to the end of the sky. Looking at the stairs, I get anxious at the thought of being able to climb. Inevitable adventure. Until I stop breathing and collapse. I bet my all and run skip 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 Skip. until the dim lights turn bright I go skip 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 no retreat raise your head and look up skip 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 skip. until the dim lights turn bright I go I already threw everything I already let go of my fear even if you block in front of me you just go through it going one more step back to find the dream I wanted woo I knew it wouldn't be easy as time passes But no matter what hard everything is and hit me. Okay. (laughs) What a statement. Even if I sweat, I know that I can win. Breaking through to the end of the sky. Looking at the stairs. I get anxious at the thought of being able to climb. Inevitable adventure. Until I stop breathing and collapse. I bet my all and run. Skip, skip, skip. Until the dim light turns bright I go. No retreat. Raise your head and look up. Go up. I think I have an idea what this is. Until the dim lights turn bright, I go. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's still going. Wake up again until if you fall, solving the ever-increasing problem. Where is the end? Is the tower's answer, sir? I've opened the next door again with the key in my hand, a frozen spirit at the gate, and that started again. Just move in in a flash. Bet me. The breathing gets faster as you go up. In my empty head, only dreams for the top remain. Skips. To skip, No retreat. Raise your head and look up. Skip, skip, Until a break, I okay. run out looking up or sideways. Skip, skip. Until not the faint light much. pours out, I go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
3: Snaps. Uh, snaps
2: <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, I want to say that's not today by BTS, but I'm not sure.
1: I, and- I'm- no? Okay. No. Lynn, you got okay. an idea? I doubt you got an idea. I I don't know. <laughs>
0: the hint should we tell her the group?
1: Fine. It's your favorite group.
2: Okay, it's Stray Kids, then it's Miro, isn't it? No, it is <laughs> no? not. No, okay. Um <laughs> I don't know. St- District 9. I don't...
1: <laughs> The song is Top by
3: Stray oh, Kids. Oh, Top. The opening
2: for hot. the it's anime,
3: an the to an anime. God. <laughs> so the opening to what?
1: Power yeah. of God. let you go, let you go. Give me a
3: Oh,
2: really? I should have fucking thought about That's that because weird. it's the one and only anime fucking opening they've done i'm angry <laughs> <laughs> see i thought i thought she would get it <laughs> I'm, not <gonna> lie. <laughs> I'm not honestly i don't listen to that song too much because it's the, a japanese anime opening and it's really busy.
1: <laughs> honestly i'm not surprised
2: listen it sounded when they were saying like let's let's keep running let's do this i just in my brain It definitely was, like, Not Today by BTS. Like, I just, because they're just running everywhere. And then I thought, okay, maybe it was Run by BTS. Because, again, they're running everywhere. And then I (laughs) thought it was Stray Kids. But I was like, no, that's too obvious. (laughs) And.
1: (laughs) I thought Tower was going to give it away. Because it says Tower, like, three times in that.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to that song too much. But (laughs) I'm so mad at myself. What the fuck? How am I a stay? I'm not a stay. (laughs) Confirm right Chan. here on Applied Anime. <laughs> <Bung> Chan, <laughs> uh-huh. I have failed you. Kenjin, I have failed you. But <laughs> uh-huh.
1: well, thank you guys for both coming on to our episode today.
0: Yes, thank you.
2: I can talk about K-pop for hours, but it was very fun. Really? Then... Our question
1: for our listeners today is...
0: What's your favorite K-pop song?
1: Yeah, tell us. You can message us on Anchor at listen.appliedanime.com, or you can... Find us on our website at AppliedAnime.com in which you can join our Discord channel at the bottom of that homepage. If you want to flame us, feel free to come to our Discord channel and flame us. We enjoy the flames, not really. And then we have our Twitter at Twitter.AppliedAnime.com which you can hashtag flame us.
0: So, Feiyan, what are we discussing in our next episode?
1: In our next episode, we're talking about college anime. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Applied Anime. This has been Faeon
0: and Dodo Ballet signing off. 영화처럼 전 눈에 반해 본적 전화기를 붙들고 밤새 본적 세상에 자랑해 본적 쏟아지는 빛 속에서 기다려 본적 그리향에 미친 듯이 달려 본적 몰래 지켜 본적 미쳐 본적다 보면서도 못본 있게 쭉 사랑해 본적 기념일 때문에가 나네 본적 자라고도 미안해 말해본적